I left the courtroom during my divorce trial and I realized that it was never love, it was just a transaction. Wow, so we did a whole marriage and did the whole duration of a child and starting a family just to find out that it was all about money, status, transaction. That, imagine me being the only actor in a relationship to then realize that I was in a relationship for five years with one of the best actors I've ever met in my fucking life. Yeah. Whoa. Ladies and gentlemen, that was the voice of actor and singer Tyrese Gibson talking about his relationship with the mother of his child. And he's talking about, uh, you know, transactional relationship. I have to cover it. I must deal with this tonight. Tonight's topic, attachment for hire. A deeper look at what it means to date and or marry a social mercenary. You guys have heard me use this term before as it pertains to relationships. But what is a mercenary? Hmm? Late 14th century. One who works only for hire. One who has no higher motive to work than the love of gain. So many people trying to get something out you. Or you trying to get something out them. A relational mercenary. Sometimes you just got to ask the question, what are you here for? What do you want? 1-800-920-1580. Are you dating a social mercenary? Gosh. The word itself, merces means pay, reward, wages, merchandise. See, let me tell you something. If I have a conversation with a young lady and she sounds like the system, she sounds like society, oh, we might be dealing with <laughs> a relational mercenary. If you're talking to a young man, and all he got is what he's accomplished in the world. And all he wants is to get more of what he's accomplished in the world. Gosh, might be dealing with a social or a relational mercenary. I have to ask these questions because people don't know how to relate. They think, and, and it's not that they're wrong. Let's just keep it real. It's not that they're wrong, because the way society is set up, the more money you have, the more options you have across the board. Relationships get you in the rooms you ain't supposed to be in, or <laughs> it doesn't matter. Do you get what I'm saying? So what happens is the, the have-nots try to align themselves with the haves so that they can have a relational mercenary they trying to get paid some type of reward some type of wage for relating with you do you know the concept you're not on my level 
that is a relational mercenary uh, term. You're not on my level. <laughs> I don't deal with women like you. Or I don't deal with brothers like you. Get your weight up. Ooh, ho, 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 ho. And do you see it? Get your weight up. <laughs> uh, I need y'all to hear that. Questions. Within your intimate relationship construct, are you more transactional, reciprocal, or personal? You ain't even, you ain't even thought to ask that <laughs> Andy, they ain't even thought to ask that question. That's a first date question. Hmm? Hey, you know, in, in your previous relationships, Barbara, <laughs> all right, would you say you're more transactional, reciprocal, or personal? Because, you know, we're trying to fill each other out, trying to get to know each other, and we don't want to waste anybody's time now, do we? Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> Transactional relationships are those in which the terms are made explicit, right? And there is little, if any, expectations, expectation of continuance. I'm here for this. This is what I want. Can you give it to me? And if you can't give it to me, we will not continue this endeavor. Reciprocal relationships, on the other hand, rely on expectations, right, that are that are uh, explicit and implicit. They are implied and they are articulated. Gosh. Personal relationships, right, extends one owns sense of well-being to include others. That is, when you're in a personal relationship, you include your partner's well-being in the consideration of your own. Now, there's a lot of people out there who swear for God that they are in a personal relationship, but all the actions sound like the aforementioned framework, reciprocal and transactional. Can, can we just be honest? See, people want to know about relationships, right? You really want to know how relationships work. But because you're a human, right, nobody is really digging deep. You're going to fall and you're going to get into the university of you at some point. You're going to get into a relationship at some point. But if you don't have a framework for how you show up, if you don't have a framework for who you are, all of this stuff is trial by error. You just jump in. Trial by fire, I'm saying. You just jump in. Agree or disagree? In reciprocal relationships, people will reward kindness and punish selfishness. So you don't remember last year that I broke bread with you on your birthday? You don't remember that? What kind of bread did I break? You bought me a 7-Eleven Icy for my birthday this year. <laughs> a lot of scorekeeping 
in reciprocal relationships. Let's dig deeper, Zoe. You guys remember, I told you in the early shows of The Voice of Reason, what did I say? I said, truly, reciprocity is an organic thing. We've made reciprocity transactional. Uh, as my good friend, uh, uh, Heru Ali from Battle Creek, Michigan, always says, value for value. Right? First off, you got two people who overvalue or aggrandize their own self-importance as a means to hide their wounds. And then they create, listen to me, they create expectations for their partners that is based on this aggrandized image of themselves. So you got expectations for your completed self, the self you project out into the world as I got it together, but really on the inside, you're small, you're anxious, you're weak, you're broken, and you're an actress or an actor. And your expectations are more aligned with the image of you than they are with the reality of you. Oh, goodness. Attachment for hire. A deeper look at what it means to date slash marry a social mercenary. Oh, Lord, when we come forward, I'm opening up the phone lines. Get in here. Reasons. The reasons that we're here, the reasons that we fear, our feelings won't disappear. Disappear. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. It's this topic, and it was good. Off that history album, Past, Present, and Future, Michael Jackson, 1995. My playlist is my co-host. We turned up tonight, as we are all nights. Our transactional relationships fundamentally self-serve relating. I'm just here for what I can get. Right? Because sometimes you can be somebody within the construct of this society and people will come to you even if they don't really vibe with you personally. But they vibe with your position. They vibe with your status. They vibe with the resources that come with being next to someone of your status. Are you a status dater? Somebody call me, 1-800-9-2015. Tell the truth and shame the devil. Before we came forward... And now that we've come full circle, I ask the question, do you agree or disagree? In reciprocal relationships, people will reward kindness and punish selfishness. Do you do that in your relationships? I need y'all to stop lying. People are so uncomfortable having these conversations. I make it comfortable. You be laughing. You listen to good music. We listen now. This ain't a place to be scared. You can call in anonymously. Say your name is Charles when it's really Rahim. You can say your name is Betty when it's really Shaquanda Lisa. That's all I'm You ain't got to tell your real name. I'm just saying, these are difficult discussions. 
and people struggle with them. True or false? Only by knowing your relationship can you avoid the pain of overestimating your expectation of others. What kind of relationship am I in? Is it personal? Is it reciprocal? Or is it merely transactional? 1-800-9-2015-80. Are you dating a social mercenary? Are social mercenaries loyal to their relationship or to the re- or to the resources the relationship provides? Let me read it again. Are social mercenaries loyal, faithful to their relationship or to the resources it provides? Are most social relationships or uh, transactional relationships devoid of understanding of its inherent spiritual quality and meaning. This is why I tell y'all, spirituality is lost in this world. You don't know that relationship is inherently spiritual, period. That is the biggest part of relationship. You saw that old meme or that old quote when they talk about the tip of the iceberg. Society, the social aspect of relationship is merely the tip. The rest of the iceberg is all spiritual. Why y'all? Why are y'all together? For what purpose? Not just we live in a good life and relationship goals and and we in Jamaica. It's more than that. The phone lines are lit right now. Let's get the callers in here. People need to speak on this. Let's get it cracking. Sean, Oakland, California, the first on tap. Hey, brother. So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try to make this as clear as possible. So, if you're a social mercenary, right, uh, in regards to a relationship, you better damn well be doing for the entire community. You better be protecting everybody. And I do I need to even give all the labels? Let's just make sure that everyone is an equal, even when you may not agree with their personal lifestyle. The other thing is if it. it Here's what the way I see a social mercenary, though, nowadays, because not just nowadays, it's been for a long time, 20, 30 years. You know, we have, it's very materialistic. So it, with social media now and everything and capitalism, everyone has these um, things in their head um, regarding, like, material gain. Like, you know, oh, my goodness, that dude has a great car. Oh, my goodness, that person has a house and this and that and all the other. You are missing out on a team that can get all those things but not be wedded to capitalism. Capitalism has a ton of flaws, right? The rich have the advantages um, before you even get into the mix if you're young. And that's why I'm saying this because I have young you know, kids, is that the, the way to get into it is to have your own dreams and to have your own drive and to make sure that anybody you want to be on your team is down with, you know, taking some risks, taking a certain amount of risk, failing sometimes, but bouncing back with resilience and keep going. And you keep going and you keep going because if you never failed in this country, on, uh, on this continent, 
you've never been living. And guess what? If you just go to someone with some sort of a social mercenary agenda or a capitalism agenda, um, you know, with someone you're just meeting and it doesn't work out in the first six months, you may have missed out on something that ends up being a big thing. You've got to be smarter. Man, that's good stuff, Sean. Sean from Oakland, California. We appreciate you, man. Love you too, man. Hey, we lost a caller. Where, who, who dropped? But in the meantime, call back. The number to dial is 1-800-920-1580. Let's go to Jamal from Los Angeles. Jay Meezy, get up in here. Good evening, my brother. Good evening, I sir. am fortunate to have uh, tuned into your show. I have not heard you in quite some time. Mm-hmm. And it's glad to, I'm glad to know you on from 79. Thank you, brother. What you said just before the break, um, can you repeat that for me, please? Do you I don't quite remember. Just I said, I said okay, quite a few just things. Before the, okay, just before the break, you said something in respect to, um, I can't, man, I wish I would quote that, but it was in respect to, uh, it was in respect to reciprocity, and then you said something about that in terms of, of relationships. Ah, right so. Right before the break. Okay, I remember. So, right? I was saying, in a conscious or a spiritual relationship, reciprocity is organic. In a transactional relationship, reciprocity is expected. It is an expectation. And the question that was asked that wrapped around it was agree or disagree. In reciprocal relationships, people will reward kindness and punish selfishness. Yes. Yes. And the question was, have, have, has people that call have you been guilty of that? Yes. Right? Yes. I ain't got to lie. Yes, I have been. Well, talk to me, Jamal. Tell the truth. Man, it's shame the devil. I'm telling the truth. I ain't got nothing to lie about. Okay? I've been there and done that. Mm. I don't, I don't live like that no more. Mm-hmm. But I've been there and done that. How did it work for and, you when uh, you were doing it? Oh, <laughs> it, it, it did. It did. It didn't do anything to. Uh, uh, it didn't do anything to enhance my spirit whatsoever. Come on, hey Jamal. No, 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 yes. Jamal, brother. I love you. You got to hold on, Jamal. Hold tight, because Jamal up in, what? Jamal done came up in here and opened a can of whoop ass. I like that. That didn't do nothing oh to goodness. enhance my spirit. Come on. When we come forward, we going back to L.A. to talk to Jamal. He's back in the building. You already know what it is. The voice of reason is completely on fire right now. And we talking about attachment for hire. Gosh, I'm trying to get over. I'm trying to come up. If I can't come up, what are we doing, brother? Attachment for Hire, a deeper look at what it means to date slash marry a social mercenary. What is a social mercenary or a relational mercenary? Somebody who ain't really into you, for you, for who you are, what you're about. They're just into your resources, your Rolodex, your wallet. And this is heavy. This is heavy right now. This is heavy because, what, do you have that clip, 
one more time. Let's hear this Tyrese clip. He's um, let me set it up for you. He's talking about his ex, right? And of course, you know he had to pay all of her legal fees. He had to pay the court fees. He had to pay back, back child support. He had to pay a lot of things. And I'm not advocating for Tyrese. I'm not saying Tyrese is 100% right. I don't know their relationship. I don't know the details about nothing. What I do know is he said something quite interesting. Andy? I left the courtroom during my divorce trial, and I realized that it was never love. It was just a transaction. Wow, so we did a whole marriage and did the whole duration of a child and starting a family just to find out that it was all about money, status, transaction. That, imagine me being the only actor in a relationship to then realize that I was in a relationship for five years with one of the best actors I've ever met in my life. Wow. He said the woman put up a show was a relationship thespian. Just performing every Monday. You want some eggs? You want an omelet? <laughs> Let's not act like this isn't a real phenomenon. We're not saying anybody in Tyrese's specific situation is guilty or innocent. But the concepts that the man spoke to, are they not real? I believe they're exceedingly pervasive. They're, they're, you could even say they're ubiquitous. Now, we have Jamal on the line. He hit us upside the dome piece with Good the question. Evening. Jamal, you said your answer to my question, agree or disagree in reciprocal relationships, people will reward kindness and punish selfishness. And you said, yo, this is something I have done. And it didn't actually add anything to my spirit. Can you talk to us about your experience, brother? Okay. Uh, I can uh, mention uh, one particular uh, uh, relationship that comes to mind. It was with a woman, you know. And uh, I'm simply running the street trying to get as much tail as I possibly can. I, I really liked her. And... Um, but I, I wanted I, I, I wanted her to be in my circle because I wanted to have sex with her, you know. And um, I was rewarded every time, but I wasn't in love with her, you know. Mm. I was not in love with her whatsoever. So were you acting? But, were you pretending? Talk to us about the acting part. I was being I was being very nice and sweet to her. Yes, I was being very nice and sweet and attentive to her. But I, 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 it was no way that I was going to go and uh, get married to her because I had another woman in my life at the time who, for sure, I was truly in love with. Mm. So you put on a show so, just so you could score the yeah, touchdown. That's, you know what? That's the bottom line. It ain't nothing to lie about. And the thing about that is men and women are guilty of this, but are they willing stand up and face the truth and say tell the truth about it i've seen these type of relationships i've seen other men get involved with them. i've seen women get involved with, with other men simply to get over mm. simply to get over you know i don't live like that no more i used to mm -hmm. i remember one thing uh she was playing on this other woman she was playing on me and i was playing on her and she thought she had me tied 
tied up. She was extremely attractive, uh, beautiful, just jet black, gorgeous woman. Oh my God, God bless her. Uh, she was so beautiful. But uh, what uh, what's on the outside don't speak for the inside. Ooh. And so uh, what's on the outside does not speak for what's on the inside. And so in these days and times, you know, living the life I live now, which is completely different, completely. I almost had a relationship with a woman, but then when things came to the light, and uh, I said, no, you know, uh, I knew that it was best. I didn't even have sex with her. I didn't even proceed any further because it was her way or the highway. Okay, and so I just knew that uh, this wasn't going to work. And so, you know, but um, I'm glad and I'm fortunate that I've, I've changed my life around. I don't have to live like that. And any, any type of relationship that I had with men or women, intimately, socially, what have you, I'm straight up and ain't ain't no... Uh, playing book, beating around the bush and trying to play somebody. I don't live my life like that no more because I ain't good for my spirit, you know. Man, I appreciate That's the transparency, brother. Hey, yeah, dude. I ain't got no problem with it, man. You know, I got a lot of transparency in my life. I got 27 years cleaning for me, okay? Good. Yes. I dug in and stood up for myself, and, and that's where it's at, you know, and, I'm so glad I caught your show. I look forward to hearing it many more times because it, it's cerebral, and that's a good thing, and it's spiritual, you know, and I like that. I need that type of food, you know. Come on, that's brother. Sure. <laughs> Thank you, brother. For brother sure. Jamal brought Thank Los you. Angeles. You're you welcome, you. brother. You're welcome, brother. Brother Jamal brought Los Angeles in the building. If you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580. Let's get these callers in who have been waiting. Who's on the longest? Nzinga. Pensacola, Florida. Get in here. In hey, good evening. Hey, hey. Everybody. Hey, what yes. Up? yes. Nothing much. Okay, so one of my favorite, one of my most favorite songs is Bobby Rhythmic. And she says, some of them want to use you, some of them want, some of them want to abuse you, and some of them want to be abused. I feel like they know that they're dating social pariahs. Mm. I mean, like, if you, if you look at Social media. I mean, even even around your way, sometimes these guys they date the same girls. They and maybe you could say they're being passed around. Mm-hmm. They know that you know they're looking for the come up, and they know that whether it's a rich woman or a rich man, you kind of know what it is. And I feel like when Tyrese met that woman, I mean, he, did he not know? Mm. Keep going, did and Zinga, keep not, going. I mean, did he? I mean, I feel like you know these things, and then he gets on social media, and he wants all of us to be at the courthouse for him. Like, I, I do feel for him because, you know, he is my brother, and I don't, you know, I don't feel like anybody should be used. But if you lead him with the, you know, you lead him with your wallet, you look at him on social media, whining and dining this other girl, and she's saying, oh, I like Paul Walker, because he's always pining after his ex-wife. That's Ooh. why, to me, that's why she did that. That was like a shot to me. That was like a, you know, a little get back, a little for all the times he's, you know, publicly still trying to get over his ex-wife, you know. So for me, I just feel like you know what it is when you get with these people and then you want to come back and cry later. I mean, she's getting something out of it and so are you. Mm. Mm. So and that's. That's all I had to say. I love Nzinga. Nzinga said, don't come in here crying wolf. Don't you come crying wolf. 
In Zingabra, Pensacola, Florida, in the building. Listen, if you want to bring your city into this nationally broadcasted show, all you got to do is call me right now, 1-800-920-1580. We on fire tonight. When I come forward, we're going to Austin, Texas, and we're going to the Bronx, New York. We have, everybody got a lot to talk about tonight. Is it good to you? Good to you. More Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams when we come forward. Come forward. Rick James? I'm Rick James. <laughs> what did the five fingers say to the face? <laughs> Come on, man. That's Money Talks. Rick James. My playlist is my co-host. The Voice of Reason is live on KBLA Talk 1580. We have an amazing topic cracking right now. Phone lines are jumping. If you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580. Tonight's topic, it's a lava topic. You know what that means, a lava alert. It's hot, it's heated. Attachment for hire. A deeper look at what it means to date slash marry a social mercenary. When we look at the etymological root of the word mercenary, it means for hire, wages. It actually means wages. What? This takes me back to Dr. Phil. What is your payoff? What are you getting out of this? What's your payoff? So many people are in a relationship for a particular payoff. And they might not care. And I would dare say they really don't care about who's paying them off so long as they're getting their payoff. What's your payoff? Why are you here? What's your payoff? What do you want? That's a terrible, terrible Dr. Phil. I'm sorry. Let's get to the phone lines. Who's been on the line the longest? Reggie, Austin, Texas. Get in here, Reggie. What's up, man? Um, man, it's, it's crazy how you can can um, call one thing something based on the, the, the part of the country that you're in. And you can call it whatever you want to call it or label it however you want to label it. But in the end, the truth is just the truth. You know what I'm saying? And in, in, um, in Detroit, we have pop. And you know, in, in the West, y'all had soda. Down south, everything was Coke. But, you know what I'm saying? After you, you answer all the questions, it's just soft drink. You feel me? <laughs> right. So, you can, so, so you, can, you can call yourself being chivalrous or whatever you want to call it. But the, the bottom line is you're a, a social mercenary because you're selling out for something that, that, that's, that's bigger that you want. Um, I think as young people, we were taught to be chivalrous. And to us, chivalry was synonymous with being liked. Mm. And um, when, you're, when you're liked, you're rewarded. You know what I'm saying? You certainly are being challenged, and you're just coasting. And the person who simply wants to be accepted and appreciated really just wants to be comfortable. And so you hide really well in comfort and secrecy. Mm. And... um Real relationships are mirrors. So you can't hide in a real relationship. It just shows you who you are. And so the flip side to living a lie is either you stop the lie or you lean into the lie. Mm. And so you decide to lean into the lie. That means going after the biggest draw. So you go after the person with the, with the most status, with the, the most traveling, the success, whatever, the, the most money, whatever. Because if you're going to sell out, you have to get everything you can. That's the mercenary. The mercenary wants to get everything they can and sacrifice as, as little of themselves as they as they can. You know what I'm saying? But one day you wake up and you want something real. 
and you understand that the reality begins with you. Mm. And so you have to stop living that lie, uh, stand on your own feet, and be who you are, whatever that is. And you can't be liked by everybody. You know mm. what I'm saying? You're not, you're not everybody's cup of tea. Some people like chocolate. You feel me? So, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it, it, it isn't about, you know, being a, a skeleton key and, 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 and working every lock. Mm. It's about being who you are. And if that's not you, then, all right, that's not for you. It's, you know what I'm saying? There's 40 million people in this country that you could probably date. All right, you can't date that one. But it's not like your life is a, is a, is a failure because you can't date that one. It's somebody else. You feel me? So... It's really about being who you are and stop living that lie. But it's hard to undo a, a lifetime of, of lying to yourself. It's hard to undo a lifetime of, of being who people want you to be, mm. um, you know? And you have to ask yourself some questions, questions you really don't want to answer, um, but you deep down know the answer. So you have to be honest with yourself and, and, and just be what you are, be mm. who you are. Mm. You know? But it's hard. Yeah, it. It's hard when your mask. Let's just let's 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 lean into this idea. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Many people know me as myself with all my insecurities, fears, unhealed wounds, all of that stuff. Me as myself, I can't get nobody. But me as my mask, I can get anybody. That's how people think out here in this world, sir. When I right. listen, the mask I've been working on. <laughs> Tyrese right. said it was transactional. And he said the woman that he was with was a better actor than him. So what happens is people lean into mask manufacturing because they feel like the mask can open doors that the real person that they are cannot. What are your thoughts on that? I think... The the problem is when you wear the mask so long, you forget you're wearing a mask. You, you, it, or you, you try to, you, you forget you're playing a character and it's like everywhere you go, you're that character. And y'all have stopped shooting a movie like a month ago and you still that character. So you we bishop, saying? we bishop from Jesus. Yeah, that's it. I was, I was thinking of that, man. I, brought, I was thinking of that. I was like, Tupac was, was Pac before Bishop, but after Bishop, I, I, I saw Bishop whenever I saw Tupac. That's, that's it, yes. Let me just say this in defense of Tupac. That's because people don't understand Gemini. Hmm. He was always Bishop. It's just that he knew when to show the, the cool twin. And every twin, Gemini's, we got a cool twin and we have a Lucifer twin disrespect us and the lucifer twin comes out that's all that is people just don't understand gemini i people say he would he became bishop no 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 he gave life to bishop with something that was real in him trust me when i tell you that hmm. well i guess going with that line of thought you can have a relationship that gives life to a part of you that is everlasting Mm -hmm. You can give life to the to the best parts of you and and life to the to the lightier parts of you. You know what I'm saying? Um, the more translucent parts of you, the more transparent parts of you. Those things can can get highlighted in the right relationship. Mm. But you don't give that a chance when you're wearing a mask and doing what's easy. Hundred percent agree. Hundred percent agree. Hundred percent agree. But you got to remember, people out here starving. So if they got to act like something they not, I mean, come on, that's part of yeah. corporate America. Yeah. Fake it until you make it. 
It's a lot of people faking yeah. it until they make it into the relationship they've targeted. What are your thoughts? If you keep faking it so long, you'll forget that you're faking it. And um, your, your, your base is, going, is not going to be strong because you've been faking it for so long. Wow. Um, there's, there's another side to, to that. And wait, I mean, it can open wait, doors. I get wait, wait, you. Wait, wait, wait. I want to hear the other side on the other side. The voice of reason with his homie, Reggie. Reggie is always cooking. You already know Austin, Texas is in the building. If you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580. Non-judgmental conversation. Get in here. Apparently helping me and then I remember distinctly at the closing he sat there with no personality all of his charm had left um, all of his friendliness had gone he barely engaged with me he just wanted to be there to collect his check so he could get out of there and I realized it was all fake it was all for show it was all to butter me up so that I would simply sign on the dotted line and as a result I will never work with him again as a buyer or a seller um, I'll never list with him ever and I probably will never work with that company again because I realized they just saw me as a number. They never saw me as a person in the first place. Um, he was an old white guy. I mean, that should tell you a little bit of something as well. That, that, that's sort of maybe how he was raised in the industry. Um, and by the way, the mortgage broker was no different. You know, uh, he was charming and wonderful and lovely and helped me get a great rate, et cetera, et cetera. And then I remember after I closed, he called me and said, congratulations. And I said, oh, thank you. That's so nice of you. And he called me just to congratulate me on closing on my house. And then the first thing he said to me was, and if you know anybody who's looking for a mortgage, I'd really appreciate the recommendation. He never called me to congratulate me. He called me because he wanted the referral. Like, give it a breath. You know, like, call me and congratulate me, and a week later ask and me for see, the referral. And see, let me tell you what sucks about that. Can I say that? What sucks about that totally is that's, that one person yeah. colored your entire well, not only, but opinion. He, and, but this is finite versus infinite. Okay. He, he could only see the transaction. He could only see get business, get more business. Get business, get more business. What he didn't understand is he's dealing with a human being, and the more that there's a relationship, I will gladly recommend him. I will gladly introduce you to yeah. my guy, right? Um, now I'm completely agnostic because if you're going to treat me like a transaction, I'm going to treat you like a transaction. If you're going to treat me like a transaction, I'm going to squeeze you to get more money out of you. I want a lower rate. I'm going to squeeze the agents. But if you treat me like a human being, I'll gladly pay a higher rate because I want to work with you. And that's what infinite-minded players understand better, okay. which is you don't have to be the cheapest. You don't have to have the lowest rate or the lowest price. If you have <laughs> Why did I play that clip about real estate and mortgages? Because we seem to think that we can sequester this part of our nature when we get into a relationship. We can't. Because guess what? You know another place to see just abject selfishness? Traffic. In traffic, the way people drive, they are driving to get where they're going. And the way you drive might be incompatible. This is why we have accidents. People are doing the most and they're doing it selfishly. There's, and a lot of people in the cars are unaware of other people around them. They don't care. So you see it in traffic this selfishness 
this self-serving, right? This transactional thing. Okay, uh, I'm, at, I'm behind you, but I'm going to pull out before you <laughs> because you, you're in, the, uh, you're in this, uh, uh, the right-hand lane and you're trying to make a turn, but the car in front of you is broken down. But I'm behind you. I'm going to leave before you. So if you pull out, I might, it, depending on how fast you pull out, they might hit you because they don't care about you being in front of them. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, we're talking about transactional relationships. Huh? Are transactional relationships fundamentally self-serve relating? Is it fundamentally self-serve relating? Huh? We talked about this and the callers want their say. Reggie was cooking with grease and he had a two-parter. He's on his second piece right now. Reggie, get in here and wrap that. I think um, eventually you're going to get sick of yourself. And you're going to get sick of the lie that you're telling. Um, because it's just not congruent with who you are. And, um, you know, just like the clip that you played, the person was was sick of the foolishness. And, you know, he couldn't, he couldn't um, be a part of that relationship anymore. He played his part when he was buying that house or whatever. But I guess he could have seen the, he could have seen through the shenanigans then he played his part. He couldn't play it anymore. And that was it. Um, so I guess, I guess what I'm saying is the bottom line is you are going to get sick of yourself and get sick of the foolishness and you got to be who you're going to be. Um, whatever that is, you know, even if you suffer for a little while, at least you'll be suffering for who you are and not, something that you've conjured up you know what i mean mm. um and so i think that's that's the bottom line be be who you are eventually it's gonna work out i love it brother i love it thank you for all hanging right. on the line we appreciate it reggie brought austin texas in the building if you want to bring your city in the building all you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580 when we come forward we're going to bronx new york let's go the reasons that we're here, the reasons that we fear, our feelings won't disappear. Disappear. You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 15. I just want you to think here as we begin today about when you think of developing a relationship, exactly what are you referring to? Well, I'm hoping that it's more than just some sort of a transaction. I want something from you and I know you want to get something from me. And so let's see if we can engage with each other and do it that way. That, that's the way businesses can operate. And there's a place for that. But when we talk about relationships, uh, particularly of a more personal nature, we're talking about something much more than simply transactions. And today I'm wanting to talk with you about how healthy relationships can play out and what ingredients we look for there. And I want to compare it to the fact that narcissists don't look at relationships in a healthy way. They look at it as merely transactions as if it's an exchange of goods and services. Now, first, let's take a look at some of the primary things that we're looking for when we talk about main developing and maintaining a relationship. Now, obviously, we can say that a relationship means that we're going to engage with each other on a personal level. Now, you can do this whether it's in romance or in family or friendships. 
Uh, you can even have this kind of mentality within businesses and organizations. It may not be that you're going to have the same heart uh, level of expectation, but it can still be there. There's, a, there's the personal dimension, and you want to make sure that it's tended to well. And so in those kinds of relationships, you're seeking to find and learn about the other individual's essence. Who are you from the inside out? What is it that drives you? And, and what is it that, uh, wait, wait, that wait. makes wait, up? Wait, wait, wait. We, we got to stop it. Did y'all hear what he just said? I, I beg to differ. Let me, I, I don't disagree with him. I agree with him 100%. But that was so fire. I, I, I really believe that the majority of relationships are filled with people that don't do what he said. I want to get to know the essence of you. In today's society, people ain't got time for that kind of connection. And because so many people are so wounded and haven't done little to no work on themselves, they don't want to be vulnerable to get to know the essence of somebody. In order to get to know the essence of somebody, you got to share your essence. And a lot of people, I'm not doing that. Most people are here for quid pro quo. Value for value. Transaction. That's most people. Okay, I'm sorry, because normally I let these clips play, but he was cooking. It just Okay, just finish it. Be there. There's, a, there's the personal dimension, and you want to make sure that it's tended to well. And so in those kinds of relationships, you're seeking to find and learn about the other individual's essence. Who are you from the inside out? What is it that drives you, and, and what is it that, uh, that makes up uh, the fullness of what you are, your core beliefs and those kinds of things. And we like to know those things about one another. When we develop relationships, we like to know what your preferences are or some of your unique life experiences. Tell me about those kinds of things. And what is it that, uh, that gives you a thrill? What are some of the disappointments that you've had? What are some of the hurdles that you've had to go through? In relationships, we learn those kinds of things. In relationships, we hope that we can, uh, or we, uh, we want to build up one another's hopes and we share our hopes with each other. We talk about some of the needs that we have, not just of a physical nature, but of a personal nature that can be there. I, I, a, a personal relationship is a spiritual exchange. And now it's all starting to come very clear to me. This is why people don't have spiritual relationships. Because spirituality is not fun. It's not very comfortable. It, you're going to feel naked and exposed most of the time. Ah, oh, this is tough. Let's get over to Strella. She's in Bronx, New York. Strella, get in here. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Welcome to the Voice of Reason. What are your thoughts on tonight's show? Oh, no. I got two on the clip. Say what? And when I say I have two in the clip, can you hear me? Yes. There's this one guy, right? He's a WTC survivor, meaning World Trade Center survivor. Mm -hmm. So he leads with his wallet, which is what I learned from your books, right? Mm. Mm -hmm. So everything with him now with me is like, I'm going to give you this. I got you this. Next month, we're going to go to the Bahamas. And everything is what he's about to do. But when we first dated, but like years before the uh, pandemic, 
it was all good. It was all gravy. Like, we was just dating. Like, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then after the pandemic, he's been trying to get back with me or whatever. But I was engaged at the time. So I didn't pay him no mind. But after the engagement, now he's back. But guess who else is back? Jay. And that's who's like a celebrity. He's an um, athlete. Anyways, now Jay is back also. Jay doesn't leave with his wallet. Jay is actually into spirituality. Mm. And I'm so much more inclined to Jay. No matter money. I mean, no matter money with either or. I have my own. But why does Cal have to leave with a fucking wallet, even though he's a survivor from something that's so drastic, like World Trade Center? You know what I'm saying? Like, why do you have to leave with your wallet? Mm. Mm. And I'm so much more inclined to Jay. Yo, it's bugged out, but can you, like, break that down for me? Well, it sounds like you're interested in the guy that has a little bit more substance. That's what it sounds like. Sounds like that's Please what... tell him, yes. So here's the real question. Do you entertain the other guy that's superficial? Is he still around? Do I you still... told him I'm going to be your friend, and that's about it. You ain't fucking me. Oh! I'm sorry, can I that sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. You I, you're, can't... you're not doing it. Wait, wait, Estrella. Let me tell you. We're on terrestrial radio. You can't. Can't use profanity. my bad, my love. Yeah, but I told Cal, I'm like, you're not doing me, uh-uh. and I'm not doing you because I'm not attracted to him no more. I don't care how much money he got, and you know, WTC survivors get mad money. Plus, he's also like a Navy, and he's all that. Like, he got all that bread. I'm not interested in all that. That's what I'm saying. Like, once you find yourself in spirituality, and and not just spirituality, but even just finding yourself within yourself, your purpose. None of that even matters, no matter no matter what a dude got. Mm. Mm. As far as, like, money, like, that's out of here. So I, I will say this, though. Please, please, please do what your heart says. And if your heart says go with meaning, choose meaning. Because you know where money will lead if that's all he's leading with. You know where that's going to lead to, disappointment, dissatisfaction. And that's all he keeps talking about. Like, he keeps talking about... Getting me a car and getting me... Get, I can get that myself. I believe it. I believe it. If I don't it. want it right now, I don't have it right now because I don't want it right now. It's not feasible to me. Like, you don't know my budget. You, you're over here thinking that I, I can get this, I get that through you, but you don't know what my plans are. Wait a minute. I'm getting... That's what I'm saying. Like, when you, when you said when a dude leaves with his wallet, it's true. Like, y'all don't even know what the half is aside from that. But let me say this. Is there some little part of you that actually wants the dude that leads with his wallet? Some little part? Because if if there was no part of you that was interested in him, he would be ghost. He would be escorted exit stage left. Why is he still so here? I have great I have great P of the power of the SSY. I think that's why he's still around. So you gave it to the dude you don't want to mess with? Yeah, back in the day. And he still can't forget about me. Now he's trying to come back. But After his divorce. Are you giving like, him... Like, oh, I never uh, forgot about you. I never forgot about you. But are you giving him some kind of hope? 
Does he have some kind of I notion? I told him that I would go with him to the Bahamas. I did tell him that. See? So you're a co-creator of the mess you don't want. I wanted to go away. <laughs> so transactional. Thank you. It's coming out. Exactly. <laughs> it's coming out. But guess who I really want? I want Jay. I want his big tall six four ass. I still you want cussing Jay. Again? And Jay still wants me. She just... Can I tell you about Jay? Hold on. Can I talk about Jay? I've been dealing with Jay since 2013. You know that? I don't know Jay. I like I, you talking to me like I know these people. I don't know none of these people. No, I'm, no, because that's that's how I'm talking to you. You know, in, the, in these conversations, you got to listen to me. Like, you, my big bro. Listen, I've been fucking with. I'm sorry, effing with. Okay, Jay there, since there, that's it. That's it. What in the Sam heck is going on? Now y'all know y'all can't just call in here cursing willy nilly. Oh Lord. This is crazy. <laughs> Andy. Andy. Let me just say this, Andy. We got a one diet curse word. One. If they say damn, and then they even sound like they about to say damn again, they got to go. So we banning the word damn. We gonna ban damn. Okay. Sean, you can't say ass no more. We, or damn. Or damn. Sean is good for ass and damn. No more. <laughs> Don't call in here with no profanity. What in the Sam, listen, what in the Sam heck is going on? Lord have mercy. I know these topics get a little lit. I know people are turned up. But you got to have some level of decorum. These are some intellectual discussions. And they might be a little funny. But for the most part, we're really trying to get some understanding here. So let me reset. If you're just tuning in to the voice of reason. We're talking about being in a relationship with a social mercenary. And the young lady from the Bronx kind of showed some of that. You can't be out of alignment with self. If you say with your mouth, I want a spiritual person, but your actions, right, are not in alignment with what you're saying, that means there's inner conflict and turmoil within you. So you're saying, oh, I want a spiritual person, but I told Jay I would go to the Bahamas. And Jay is transactional, leading with his wallet, trying to control and manipulate situations. You, and if you give that person an inkling of hope, then we got problems. You're, you're not in alignment with what you say you want. And I find that that is a lot of people's issue, right? A lot of people will say they want something, but may not be ready to have it and i've heard it was uncle bobby who told me this bobby said there's a lot of people pining for things in life but if you got it what would you do with it once you got it kumo d said it another way he told me a story about will smith and what he said was was quite interesting he said will smith had uh, early on before he got really really wealthy he had been pining to own a bentley 
And, you know, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air blows up. He gets the Bentley. He said once he drove off the lot, it was the most unfulfilling thing he's ever done. It didn't mean anything once he got it. And let me tell you, relationships work a lot like that, too. Sometimes God gives you what you want so you can recognize that you didn't want very much. So you can recognize that your vision is actually broader than what you focused on. So many times in relationships, we go in thinking, this time I'm going to find somebody. Yeah, you get buyer's remorse. You get buyer's remorse in relationships. This time I'm going to find somebody that's going to love on me at the level that I love on them. That's not how love works. That's relationship brokering. Right. It's not you have to be what you want. You got to be that. And when you are that, you don't have listen to what I'm about to say. Somebody meme this. When you become what you want. You'll never have to ask for it again. You don't have to ask for it in a person. Because it comes to you organically this back to my point about organic reciprocity over transactional reciprocity when you become what you want when you become empathy for self when you become loving when you become nurturing to self when you become accepting of self when you become the things that you were taught to want as a relationship expectation from others when you become it You'll never have to ask for it again. The reason why you're demanding and asking and writing uh, uh, expectations and, and this is my standard is because you never gave it to yourself. You never loved on yourself. And I'm not talking about, you know, in private when it's just you and yourself. I'm talking about accepting all of you. Everything about you. Your everything, your personality, your quirks, uh, you know, your flaws, your weakness, accepting it all. If you don't do that first with self, trust me, you're going to fake it in a relationship. You're you're this is the recipe for what you for uh, for becoming a relationship thespian, an actor. Trust me when I tell you when we come forward, we're going to Bellflower, California. No profanity. Money makes her smile is the name of the record. You're listening to the Voice of Reason here on KBLA Talk 1580. Clearly, we have an incendiary topic. (laughs) People calling in here, cursing and whatnot. Lord have mercy. Because we're talking about the different levels of transactionalism in relationships. And I believe, and you've heard me say on numerous shows, that people can become relationship mercenaries. And when you look up the word mercenary, mercenary just means for hire. Wages. I'm here to get paid. And there are many people who come into relationship with that exact mind state. Right? So I ask the question, are you transactional, reciprocal, or personal? And I think the personal relationship is probably the more elusive 
relationship because that is the relationship where the consideration there's mutual consideration mutual respect mutual understanding there's 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 this there's this commitment to understanding and knowing each other without judgment then you have the reciprocal relationship the re- the reciprocal relationship is I'm going to reward you for the good things you do for me and I'm going to punish you for the things that aren't so good or that aren't meaningful or that aren't worth anything. And then you have the straight up transactional relationship. This relationship has no expectations. The only expectation is quid pro quo, equal value, value for value. I'm here to get something. And, you know, when we start looking at it from a social space, Some of the concepts that we hear in podcasts all over the country exhibit transactional and reciprocal ideas about relating. It's rare. I mean, I I hear people talk about the personal in a superficial space at the beginning. Oh, I want somebody to love me. I want somebody to care for me and hold me. Let the money go bad. Let the bread get flaky. Well, you know, I do want that from you, and I do love you, but things have taken a turn for the worst. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. Let's talk about it. Banks from Bellflower, California is in the building. Get in here. Hey, Joe. What's up, man? Now, you do know there's no profanity. You do know there's no profanity, right? All the time. I know all about that. All right, cool. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Talk to me, brother. Yeah, well, first of all, uh, kudos, man, to Travis Smiley and you, man. I thank uh, God for you guys. I thank God that we have a place that we can call our own, brother. Thank you, man. I appreciate that, you know? And that just means a whole lot to, to me as people, you know? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So yeah, what do you yeah, think but... about tonight's topic? Is it resonating with you? Well, the topic is, on the topic, you know, when you first meet somebody, you meet your representative. You meet Mm. a representative. Mm. You don't meet the real person. You don't meet the real person. So, you know, down the road, you know, you you finally come to know the real person. But when you first meet somebody, you really meet a representative. Mm. You know, the representative of it. So, but uh, it's just, you know, you have to, at the end of the day, you got to be yourself, right? Mm-hmm. You got to be yourself. You know, people tell me, I'm going to fake it. You going to fake it till you make it? No. Uh-huh. I'm going I'm I'm to I'm I'm make it. I'm going to be me till I make it. And if you, if you can't accept who I am, I'm, I'm just me. I'm, I ain't faking nothing. Just <laughs> ain't faking no funk, no nothing. This is just me. Accept me for who I am. Uh... Uh, don't step it at all. That's what it is. That's what it is, Banks. But I believe right. this, though. Tell me what you think about this. I believe if you're dealing with people who don't really have a fundamental understanding of themselves, it's going to be hard for them to just be themselves. They have to discover who they are. You know, everything is a process, right? If you if you learn how to smoke cigars, cigars is a process that you have to figure out. You got to figure out what you like by trying different things, right? So, right, right. So again, with relationships, sometimes you got to go through a few of them to figure out 
who you are, how you show up, what you like, and what you don't like so you can get a better sense of self. But many people, I believe, don't get into relationship with that focus. What are your thoughts? Well, yes. I mean, you, you don't really, like I say, you don't really know a person until you get to know a person. When you get to know a person, they, you know, they say, well, I didn't know you liked it. Well, I didn't know I was like this until you, until you brought to know I know I, I, I am, man. <laughs> you who I am. I didn't know I was like this neither until you showed me how I was. <laughs> until you showed me. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, right. that's wisdom so. right there. That's wisdom, Banks. I appreciate the call, man. You brought yeah. Bellflower, California. In the building. If you want to bring your city in the building, you know the routine. All you got to do is call us at 1-800-920-1580. Listen, when I come forward, oh, I got time. Great. So we talked about transactional relationships. We talked about the facade. We talked about the mask. We talked about the mercenary. But let's get deeper into the conscious relationship. A conscious relationship is a relationship that's created purposefully, decisively, and with intention. It requires clarity and choice around how you want your relationship to feel, how you'd like to love and be loved, and what your boundaries and non-negotiables are. And it's intentionally structured to support those needs and desires, a conscious relationship, conscious relating. I'm aware of me. I'm aware of light me and dark me, conscious me and unconscious me. I'm aware of how I fail myself in life in general. And I'm transparent about those failures. We are dealing with a conscious relationship as opposed to a transactional one. Listen, when we come forward, I'm going to dig deeper into this concept so we can have a polar opposite to weigh against... The Relationship Mercenary. Is it good to you? you? More Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams when we come forward. No more money I need. Oh, I got money. No more money I need. Hey, I don't have to worry. I don't have to let my heart. That James Brown record. My playlist is always going to be my co-host. The Voice of Reason is on complete fire on KBLA Talk 1580. Man, we out here killing it right now. This topic is deep, man. It brings out deep passions within people. And we talked about the mercenary. But if you want a healthy relationship, it must be conscious. Conscious means aware. Right. You have to remember modern day relationships. They do, in fact, go beyond biological needs into the realm of emotional and spiritual. The transactional relationship wants to be rooted in biological needs, superficial uh, activities and living the good life and doing all of these things. But modern relationships Those that are healthy and those that have staying power also understand that there is an emotional and spiritual component that has to be fed and nurtured as well. 
And whenever you get into high emotional IQ, high spiritual IQ, you're going to start to see a general oneness of all things that are alive. Do you understand that? You're going to have a respect for life. So that means you're going to have a respect for your wife or your husband because you're going to understand, yo, in the broader sense, how can I disrespect them when a piece of God lives in them? Conscious relating. Now, conscious relating is frowned upon, I believe. I believe it is. Right? And the reason why is because conscious relating isn't about materialism. It isn't about capitalism. It isn't about gain. It isn't about winning. It isn't about coming up on the come up. Yeah. It's not about those things. It's really about saying, huh, how can I utilize my internal conscious observer to watch me while I react and interact with people? So if I'm interacting with somebody, your conscious observer is saying, do you see how you just dismissed that person? This is you telling you, not you being told by somebody on the outside going, man, you didn't even see that kid over there trying to get your attention. They wanted an autograph or they wanted they wanted your attention. They wanted you to talk to them. This is you doing it to you. Many people don't know how to cultivate that element of self-awareness. Right. So in conscious relating, there is a conscious observer that is designed to observe your internal self. To be aware of how you show up. Now, a conscious commitment is different than a transactional commitment. The transactional com commitment uh, uh, or the mercenary commitment is based on this is what I want. That's why you hear people saying things like, I didn't sign up for this. This is the transactional piece. The conscious commitment is, I'm signing up to grow. I'm signing up to learn. I'm signing up to empathize. I'm signing up to be compassionate. I'm signing up to forever try to stay on my self-awareness game. I'm signing up to be a better communicator. I'm signing up to leave wounds in the past. This is conscious relating versus transactional relating. Transactional relating is looking for security. Conscious relating is looking for freedom. See, where there are four walls, you can only have so much love, i.e. conditional. I know you don't want to hear it that way. Where there is fear and anxiety and walls up, love gets constricted. The highest consciousness of love, the highest level of love is unconditional, i.e. freedom. Most people don't know how to be in a relationship with a free person because they themselves are an inmate to wounds they haven't dealt with. Let's just... <laughs> Let's put it this way. Where does all the work in an intimate relationship come from? Does it come from trying to get your partner to conform to your beliefs and expectations? Or does it come from you analyzing and recontextualizing your own beliefs and expectations? Sometimes you need an intimate mirror to show you 
what you have neglected about you. Right? It's hard. It's hard work. It's frustrating. But a lot of people don't like, many people, I should say, don't like to blame themselves. They don't like to blame themselves. They don't like to put themselves uh, in an accountable space. Saying, oh, uh, you know what? I misunderstood you. I didn't know where you were coming from. Many people hate to do that to themselves. Yes, you, yes, you misunderstand yourself when you project yourself as something you're not. I, I, I'm sorry. I don't know who I'm talking to tonight. It's easier to blame your partner. It's easy to say, you know what, it's your fault. How many times in relationships have you heard something like this? You made me do that. Do you know what the opposite of you made me do that is? I lack discipline. (laughs) I lack self-discipline. I lack the discipline to control myself when I get triggered. That's the opposite of you made me do that. But you made me do that is an easy scapegoat. That comes from the mouth of unconscious people. Nobody can make you be you. Did you hear that? Nobody can make you be you. You, you all the time. (laughs) So a conscious relationship, one that is aware, right? One whose intent is based on self-discovery, not demands couched in relational expectations. I'm going to need you to do this because I signed up for this and this is what I need in order to be happy. Listen, what are you, an adult child? (laughs) Am I supposed to constantly feed your needs? I've talked about this before. Most of your needs can be, listen, listen to me when I say this. Most of your needs can be squashed internally. Most of your needs can be dealt with internally. Go back. Figure out who raised you and what was wrong with them. Once you find out what was wrong with them, then you can say, ah, okay, This part of what they taught me was good. This part of what they taught me, not so good. So you know what? The not so good goes into the fat category. I'm cutting the fat from my primary caregivers. How about that? And I'm going to start with a new pen and start self-authoring how I want to be in the relationship. Right? Let's get conscious. Your partner can't give you anything. Other than a mirror reflection of what you've dealt with or what you haven't dealt with. Now, they can feel good. Oh, yes, partners can feel good. Right? They can, they can accompany you on your journey. Yes, they, they could do a lot of things. But what they can't do, listen, because I hear a lot of people misspeak this, what your partner can't do is heal you. They can reflect 
the wound back to you to say you got something to work on. You need to heal something, but they can't heal it for you. Only you can heal it. So let's become conscious men and conscious women. And let's get into conscious relationships and conscious marriages and start giving birth to conscious kids and start building conscious communities. And I'm not talking about the YouTube consciousness or I'm not talking about social media consciousness. I'm talking about mind your business consciousness. Our family business of conscious loving and relating ain't nobody else has been. I'm not talking about Instagram conscious. I'm talking about at home, loving, supporting. Do you understand what I'm saying? Pouring into each other. Listen to what I mean by pouring. Pouring into each other respect, integrity, honor, love, empathy. Man, we'll have a different community in 20 years if we do that. I started the conversation it's time for you to finish it. My brother Danny Morrison is coming up next. The Voice of Reason is going to wrap up his week tomorrow with another slapper. You know it don't matter anyway. You can rely on the old man's money. You can rely on the old man's money. It's a bitch, girl, but it's gone too far. Because you know it don't matter anyway. Say money, money won't get you too far, get you too far. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.